listening to Vet Candy. Hey all, this is Dr. Jill Lopez. You may know me as the founder of Vet Candy, but do you know why I started Vet Candy? Simply put, it's because of people like you. I love that in our profession, there's always somebody new to meet. I'm really passionate about meeting new people and sharing their stories. And I consider myself fortunate to work in a field that is full of the coolest people on the planet. And that's why I created 21 Questions, to share their stories. With 21 Questions, we take a deep dive into interesting stories and topics. We talk with others in a free-formed, wide-open, relaxed conversation to not only have some laughs, but maybe to inspire some people along the way. Are you ready to get started? I am. Let's go. Ambition, determination, passion. These are the three qualities that Brittany Kilgore credits for her success. From starting her own dog walking business at the age of 10 to graduating from St. George University and officially becoming a doctor of veterinary medicine. Dr. Brittany has always been motivated to help animals. Now she is ready to make her mark on the vet med community. And did I mention she also runs a popular YouTube channel with more than 8,000 subscribers and growing. I'm so excited to introduce you today, the newly graduated Dr. Brittany Kilgore, one of Vet Candy's 2023 Rising Stars. Welcome to the show. I guess I should call you Dr. Brittany, right? Yeah, because I just graduated. It's so cool to hear that, but yes. <laughs> That's so cool. Does it, it shocks you when you hear that? It does. My grandmother is has a doctor's degree in education, so she's always been the only Dr. Kilgore. So when I hear that, I think of her. So it's like, like no, it's me now, too. Like, I can answer to that, too. So Dr. Kilgore Jr., we have an emergency in the OR. So, and you're going to be a kitty vet. You want to be a cat vet, huh? Yep. I know that is like unheard of, but yes. I was talking to somebody the other day and I was saying, you know, if you want to know about cat medicine, you get Susan Little's textbook. That's it. That's all you need to know. And it's a big textbook though, but it's like the, te- it's like the Bible of cat medicine because I feel like cats, like we know it's like down to an art, right? We know what's wrong with them. They have heart disease, thyroid disease, kidney disease. They're on some diabetes. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And then throwing the diabetes, which could be preventable. I love the idea of, of cat medicine. I mean, you don't really have that many mysteries with them. It's just the same old thing. They're, they're easy to take care of. I guess the only problem I hear is that it's hard to get people to bring their cats into the vet unless they're dying. So and then I know you're starting out, though, on um, the other spectrum of um, shelter medicine. So you're going to get a lot of experience with shelter medicines. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people have been telling me like I'm really gonna up my surgical skills, and then I mean a lot of shelters have way more cats than they do dogs, so I'm sure I'll still have a fair share of cats there too. You're gonna get the best introduction to cat medicine because you're gonna see all the diseases, all of them. Because you're you're gonna be working in Atlanta. Atlanta's warm. You're gonna have a lot of diseases. Yep. Yeah, a lot of cats, a lot of diseases. So you'll see it. Say someone starts out in like Canada where it's cold and, you know, maybe cats are not congregating as much. You probably don't have as many cats in the shelter. You know, it might be rare to see a cat with some kind of horrible Khaleesi virus. But in Georgia, you're probably going to see a lot of it, right? Uh, It just comes in rounds. (laughs) Yeah. So are you ready to play 21 questions? I am. Okay. First question. What is the most embarrassing thing that ever happened to you? 
I don't know. The one thing that comes to the top of my head, and it's probably like not necessarily always the most embarrassing, but I remember I was about 12 years old. We were on vacation. I had a scooter and I was just like kicking up speed, going as fast as I can, trying to go over this little bridge. But before I got to the bridge, there was like a rock. It appeared out of nowhere. I don't even know what hit the wheel, but the scooter stopped and it just flipped. I flipped and I scraped the ground. There were so many people around and I was just so embarrassed. And I just laid there. I was more embarrassed than I was hurt. And my dad walked over and he said, are you hurt or are you embarrassed? And I was like, can you help me up? And he was like, no, I need to know. Are you hurt or are you embarrassed? I was like, I'm embarrassed. And he said, okay. He turns around and starts laughing. Everyone's laughing and pointing at me. And I just thought the world was ending. I think that was like the most embarrassing thing that's happened to me because there was no obvious rock or crack. It, the scooter and flipped so oh my god do you think somebody captured it and it's on video somewhere under um fails it could be i always wonder that because i think it would have been a great video to have watched but to my knowledge no yeah maybe it's like oh it's called the fail army they have a channel i'm gonna have to start watching it look for you what color hat were you wearing what color helmet you were wearing a helmet right hat on a no it was just like a little razor scooter so no you know, public service announcement, even when you get on a scooter for just a few seconds, wear a helmet. So next question, what's the most spontaneous thing you've ever done? Probably go skydiving. I've always wanted to do it. And then this past year for my birthday, I was just like, I'm doing it. And one of my, my old practice managers surprised me and paid for it. But I just on a whim just said, this is when I'm doing it. And that was a birthday gift for myself. I went alone. I didn't go with anyone. I just showed up and I went. So, so like, how did you feel? I mean, did they have to pull you off of the plane? Did you hold on to it or did you just jump off? Well, no, you know, you're attached to someone. So they said, don't put your arms out. So I just was holding on to the, the straps as hard as I could. And I don't think I got nervous until we were like actually about to jump out. That was when like everything, all my senses came back up until then I was like, fine. I think all my organs would fall out if I, I would be so terrified. I'd probably like fall over and die. I'm so scared of heights. I'm terrified of heights. I'm not afraid of heights. It's, it was just like the fear in the back of my head is like, what if the parachute fails? <laughs> but I would say that's probably the most in the moment thing I've done. Wow. I had so many, I think Dr. Craig Clifford mentioned that, or maybe it was DJ Whistler that did skydiving. And they said, the guy told him that, the first time you go off, you're sort of like pulled out. <laughs> you're not like no one jumps out. But oh, my God, that's so scary. Wow. OK, cool. I know you're not very old and you probably don't have a lot of regrets. But what's your biggest regret? Sometimes I regret not going to an HBCU for undergrad and like looking back for hind in hindsight, like a historically black college or university, because like my parents, my grandparents, they all went to one and they were like, you don't get the experience that you get like going anywhere else. But I grew up in like a predominantly black area. And so I was like, I want diversity. So I went to the University of Georgia and I enjoyed my experience. I had a good education, but I always feel that like I never had a great social experience in undergrad. Like vet school, completely different world. But in undergrad, I just feel like I could have had a better experience had I had somewhere else. Would you have had um, the grades to get into vet school if you had a better social life in undergrad? I don't know. Well, see, and then that's another thing. I didn't have great grades at, at UGA because I just feel like for other reasons, like I just didn't have a good undergrad experience. So sometimes I just look back and say, could I have had like a better undergrad experience socially and academically elsewhere? But, you know, you're in, you did what you needed to do. Got here still. Yeah, I got here still. So that's why I say like, I don't have a regret, but like if I could 
something maybe. Well, you could always do like a master's program at a historically black college. You could always do something like that. Yeah. I do hear a lot of vets say, especially the ones that are super serious, they always say they wish they had more fun in undergrad. Yeah, Christina Corb was saying she wish she had more fun in undergrad. And like, she's so serious. I'm like, I don't think it was possible because she's like very serious. And she's like, I wish I had more fun. But you got to balance your life, right? You got to have a little fun. Well, what about vet school? Did you have fun in vet school? Oh, 100%. It was like night and day. I feel like I had more fun in vet school than I did in undergrad. Well, that's good. That's good. And is that where you met your partner? I did. And she was in, was she in medical school there? Mm-hmm. At SGU Medical School. Okay, cool. Is your family proud that they're you're going to marry a doctor? <laughs> well, they everyone always looks at it and says you're both going to be doctors, so they're just like, y'all are just going to come together and just have like a double here, doctor, so. a double doctor. Are you going to change? Would you change your last name, or you're going to stay with Doctor Kilgore? I would stay with Doctor Kilgore. <laughs> your grandma's like, darn it, she wants to be the only Doctor Kilgore. No, she's happy. She's always said she's happy that there'll be another Dr. Kilgore. So cool. Cool. Okay. So next question. If you had a day, the clock starts once you get there. It's your dream location doing whatever you want. 24 hours, no budget. What would you do? My immediate first thought was to go to San Diego because that is like my favorite city. I love the weather there. I like the food options. I love like Hispanic food, but especially Mexican. And I know that sounds very generic, but Mexican specifically and the water, like they have the seals and the ocean there. Like I just, I love San Diego. It's like my favorite place. So if I could have like 24 hours somewhere start to finish, it would probably be just going out there. Like eating all the food and sitting on the beach. They have huge marinas too. Would you get a boat and go on like a cruise around the harbor? I would. And I know you can see the sea lions and the <laughs> things like that out there. So hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. That sounds like fun. Okay. I hate to stop you here. I feel so bad, but keep your thoughts. And let's go to a commercial break and we'll be right back. We'll be right back with more Vet Candy. As a veterinarian, making time for your mental health may seem impossible right now. That's why we've partnered with Vet Candy to bring awareness to Zant. With Zant, you can choose from 25 focus areas, from burnout to addiction to everyday struggles, for $0 to access and free first sessions. Thinking there's a catch? No catch. Just actually affordable mental health care. Download Zant in the iOS App Store today. Next question, what do you wish that you were really good at that you're not very good at? Sometimes I like to consider myself a jack of all trades. So it's like a lot of things that I feel like I'm okay at, like amateur level, but I'm not great at. Maybe like instruments. I played flute, but I always feel like I had to really try. But I really like music, but I feel like I'm not just good at it. And even when I do practice and practice and practice, you see some people that just pick up an instrument and they just... Oh, yeah. You can just practice for them. So sometimes I wish like I was... It just came to me easier without so much practice, but... You see, so you played the flute. Were you in the band? Mm-hmm. Did you go to band camp? <laughs> I never went to band camp, but I did play like elementary, middle, high school all the way out. And I still pick sometimes to just play around just so I don't forget. But yeah. So were you in the like the marching band in school? Um, I practiced with the marching band, but I personally didn't march. I didn't like marching band. I preferred like the concerts and the orchestra. So I 
it like constantly jazz band. Yeah. Okay. The flute, right? The flute. Oh, that's awesome. Next question. What's the strangest thing in your closet? It could be an outfit, like a weird outfit that you have not gotten rid of or just something weird. Something weird is that I know that there's an old Halloween costume of a prison outfit in there. It's like the black and white stripes. And I don't know why. I don't know why it has not gotten thrown away. I have gone through my closet several times. And for some reason, it continues to show. So, so probably that. Like, I know it's sitting in there. So, Oh, oh, cool. Cool. That's pretty weird. Okay. If you could be any animal, what animal would you be? I always say a fox. Um, A lot of people probably expect me to say cats, but I know I have like a more dog-like personality. So I think a fox is a perfect mix because they're independent. They're like very like sly and quiet, but then they're also still a dog. They're happy. They can be very social and things like I always say a fox because I feel like it's like a perfect mix of a cat and dog. (laughs) So it is. It is. Yeah. I used to love foxes until we have chickens. And then now I hate foxes. Yeah. I see him walking down the road and I'm like screaming, go away, go away. You know, I'm trying to scare him away. But uh, yeah, they're sneaky. I don't think I'm sneaky, but I just think. Like- <laughs> you like the best of both worlds. But they're tough, right? They're tough. Next question. If you could go into a time machine, go anywhere in the past or the future, you probably, if you go in the past, you can't change anything because then you might make make us go into an apocalypse or you might make us have another pandemic, right? So if you go in the past or the future, but the past, you can't do anything, what would you do? I would go to the past. Not to say the future doesn't interest me, but I just don't know what would be there. So I would go to the past. There are certain aspects that I've learned about in history that I think are interesting. So I would go back to maybe certain periods of time just to like observe but then also like seeing my younger family I think would be interesting too so I would choose the past for several different reasons so oh that's cool that's very cool we were talking with someone else and it's like if you go to the future you know it's either two options right it's either gotten better or we're not here yeah and you're like I'm in the future and you're like all by yourself and it's like sand everywhere that might not be good. Yeah, that might not be good. Okay, next question. What's the last show you binge watched? Probably Manifest, which I just started. But I will say like over the past few days, I've been watching it pretty heavily. I'm not a huge TV or Netflix person. So I sporadically will just decide to sit down and watch a show and then it'll be months before I watch something else. So I just started Manifest. So I will say that's the most recent show that I've been consistently watching. I, I saw part of that. They're really pushing on on Netflix for a while. I think Netflix is run out of stuff to show, and so they they keep pushing things. Like, cause Manifest has been out for a while, but it's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. I think that's what they're doing. They're trying to. It's like jazz fingers that, that we don't realize that they've ran out of things for us to watch. But yeah, that's actually good. So, so people go on a plane and they disappear, and and the people in the current they think they're they're gone for good and it's been like five years and then all of a sudden they arrive on the plane it doesn't feel like any time has passed yeah and nothing passed on the train so i remember that the girl her brother was little and then she comes back and then he's five years older and they're i think they're at the same age so that's interesting there's so many cool things so many cool things out next question is what's the last book that you read that you loved I will be honest, I have not read a book in a hot second just finishing school. I don't know. I can't say. For a second, I had been trying to start reading Spanish books because I've been trying to better my Spanish. But like even then, I didn't finish the book 
that I had. So I'll be honest and say I don't have like a recent book that I finished. Well, you got, hey, you got time on your hands right now. You should read books. One of my favorite books is uh, Evan Anton wrote World Wild Vet. And it's about his trips to Africa with conservation and and he's, you know, out there helping the rhinos. It's like any veterinarian should read it. I love that book. Another book is um, Dr. Debbie Turner Bell, who was the 1990 Miss America. While she was in vet school, she read a book. I think it's called Courageous Spirit. And it talks about her, you know, going through vet school and then the beauty contests and stuff. So I would say you should read those. Those are really good. Next question. If you could only hear one song or one artist for the rest of your life, who would that be? I would go with like a Beyonce because... I like a lot of her older music. I prefer her older music when she actually sang. But nowadays, she's starting to do more pop and hip hop stuff. So I feel like if I chose her, I know I have a huge category and then I have kind of different genres of stuff as opposed to like some of my other artists. I feel like they're newer, so they don't have as much music or they're one specific genre. And I'm like, what if I don't want to hear that today? So Yeah, she does. Like she just when you think, you know, that she couldn't come out with something different, she does. I love this song, like Halo. Oh my God, what a beautiful song. I went to a wedding once and they used that and it was played, it was in the outside and it was so powerful. I mean, I every time I hear that song, I think of that wedding. Isn't that strange? Yeah, it's just so beautiful. Okay, next question. What is the weirdest dream that you've ever had? Weirdest dream? It's probably been one of those dreams where I'm like losing my teeth. And I know they say that usually those dreams are tied to like anxiety. So like maybe you're like stressed about something in your life or having like an anxious moment. But there's just been like a dream where it's like, I feel like my teeth keep falling out. I don't like those dreams. They're very weird and very creepy. But I had those dreams too. And I think Dr. DJ Horsler said he had them. He said that he looked it up and it said that when you feel out of control, that's when you have the teeth missing. My tooth falls out sometimes and I have a cap tooth and every so often, I don't know, I guess I don't go that great of a dentist. It'll fall off and I have to keep it in my pocket. So it's like I've had the dreams and it's happened to me too. But um, do you ever have dreams you're still in vet school? I mean, it was like a hot minute since you've been in vet school. So do you ever have a dream you're late for a test? Yes, I've had dreams that I've missed tests. I've had dreams that I'm taking a test and it's just going bad, bad and bad. And it's again, usually coming up to an exam that I'm stressed about. I haven't had them frequently, but I mean, recently, but I have them where if I don't pass this test, I have to go back to first year of vet school. Like I have to repeat the whole thing. And then I just like the moral of the story is my dream is I have to just like I come to understand that I have to do it. I'm like, oh, I guess I have to do it. And then it's when I wake up. (laughs) Yeah. Every time I never say no, I'm not doing it. I always say, I guess I'm going to have to. And then you wake up and you're like, man, I don't have to, but I still need to do whatever the other thing is. <laughs> yeah, I, I can imagine. Like, it wasn't that expensive when I went to vet school. And it's like, now I don't know what I'd do. Oh, my gosh. Uh, next question is, what is on your bucket list? Definitely traveling more places. Like, I would say, like, Brazil and Greece are at the top two of my bucket list. I don't know if this is a bucket list item, but I really want to be completely fluent in Spanish, like comfortable to just pop up and have a conversation. So that is something I'm like heavily working on. Oh, that's great. You got to immerse yourself. You got to go to some place and just go just start speaking it. And it's like I have little moments where I'll have that opportunity and then I come back home and then I'm like, yeah, (laughs) like I don't have anything. But well, in, in New Jersey, there's I used to live in an area and it was. 
everyone spoke Spanish. The signs weren't even in English. And if you, you could get an immersion experience just by going to this town, it's called, well, this road, there was this road, it's called Bergen Line, and it goes through like three towns. You could speak Spanish the whole time and you could just practice your Spanish. Is there something like that in Atlanta where they have like a little Spanish community? I know there are little areas. I don't know like what's there. Like, I don't know if it's like known for that, but I'm sure I know there's little pockets of like neighborhoods that are like that. A lot more time now. Yeah, I was going to say, I have a lot more time now so I can explore. Yeah, you got a lot of time in your hands. You got to go there. Immerse yourself in there. They're like, oh no, someone else is coming here to learn Spanish. Yeah, (laughs) another person. But yeah, I love the Spanish. I wish I could speak it more. Some people I think are just natural, you know, in languages. It's so easy for them. Okay, oh, 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 hold that thought. We've got to go to commercial break and we'll be right back. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with more Vet Candy. Hello, this is Caitlin Palmer. You probably know me as the desk wench. You know, the sweet TikTok receptionist who has to deal with the evil Karen Stevens. Well, if you like that, you are going to love my new podcast, Desk Wench Confessions. On my show, I have funny guests who tell me about their own Karens. Plus, we have contests, giveaways, and skits. Trust me, you are going to love it. Check it out on a podcast platform of your choice on Vet Candy Radio. So next question is, what is your go-to karaoke song? I don't have one because I, I like to watch the karaoke more than do it. Let me do let me change the question. You you're going in for this feline residency program and let's say Margie Shrek is in the audience at this bar and she's gonna decide if you get to go or not, what song are you gonna sing? And if you don't sing really well or a song that's good, she's gonna say, hmm, maybe we'll have somebody else take this position. I don't know. Maybe I would do Adele like someone like you because I actually know that song. So I know the words and everything like that. I know I don't sound like Adele. I can't sing. But I think I would do that song because I actually know it and like the song. So the song the audience can sing along with too. So Yeah. Yeah. Her songs come out. And at first I'm like, I don't really like them um, because they're ballads. And then next thing you know, I'm in the car, it comes on and I'm singing it. Like, what is that? They probably do analytics and figure out what makes something sticky. Because, like, her song, Hello, when I first heard it, I'm like, oh, God, this is such a stupid song. And next thing you know, I'm singing it in the car. Next question. If you can move anywhere in the world, and you can, right? You're you're a free agent. Where would you go? If we were talking U.S., it would be California. If we were talking the world, I love Mexico. <laughs> like I have like an obsession with like the like Central American Latin culture and like I visited Guatemala so like Mexico and Guatemala are like my biases and I would like love to like go there to immerse myself. I would love to go over there and just help like do community practice, immerse myself in people. I love the weather there. So, I don't know. I say in a parallel universe, I would go live over there, but <laughs> Okay. Okay, really cool. Then you would definitely learn Spanish, right? I know, yeah. Yeah. You'd have really good food. It's so funny. I I grew up, well, not really eating at Taco Bell, but I actually worked at Taco Bell when I was 16. That's like the first time I ever had a taco. 
And I thought that's what tacos were like until I went to Mexico. They do the corn corn tortillas and they heat them up and they put onions and cilantro in the meat. Oh my God, it's so good. I can't even eat it, Taco Bell. And I've always heard people say that like, oh, Taco Bell's not really Mexican food. And I'm like, yes, it is. And then now you understand why. Yeah, I was an employee. I'm like, yes, it is. I'm proud to be a Taco Bell employee. Did you ever work in fast food? I didn't. (laughs) Oh, you didn't? I think everyone should work in fast food. And I I remember I was leaving. I was 16 and I was leaving. And um, my manager's like, why are you leaving? You've got a future here. And I said, I got a job at a vet clinic. She goes, you shouldn't. That's stupid. You should stay here. Oh, gosh. No. (laughs) I think they were desperate because I didn't even know what to put in a taco because I could only I could only be the cashier because I never I never knew like I we never I never even knew what you put in a taco. I couldn't even make a taco. But fortunately, I did leave and went to a vet clinic. But so but I tell you what we used to do. And I've heard this from other fast food workers. We used to sneak like you were so hungry working there and they'd always make it so you couldn't work a full shift and get a real meal. So you're always starving. And I would like grab some like shredded cheese and we had a freezer in the back. So I go grab a shredded cheese and a tortilla and go in the back in the freezer. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, we're always starving, but we could drink all you wanted. Like you could drink all the drinks you wanted back in the day. Yeah. And then if you like if you were on duty when you left, you get 50 percent off. So we'd also like buy a bunch of food on the way out. This little trips. <laughs> so if you're yeah, if you're looking for something to do before going to the shelter, you know, think about Taco Bell. You could eat in the closet in the freezer, <laughs> eat all the cheese. <laughs> yeah. A lot of benefits. OK, next question. What's the last time you've really stepped out of your comfort zone and done something that you really weren't comfortable doing? It wasn't by choice, but on my last rotation, it was ER. And I say it's outside of my comfort zone because I am a very like type A structured, organized. I like waking up at the same time. I like eating at the same time. Like I like my day structured. And with that ER shift, my schedule was different every single day. There would be days I was scheduled to be there till this time. And then I'd be there two hours late. And also in ER, I mean, in any clinic, you don't know what's walking in. But for the most part, if you're in general practice, you know what you might see. Well, in ER, you just have no idea. And so I feel like the last four weeks, I was extremely tired. I was like irritable, but it was interesting. Like I learned a lot, but I feel like I was way outside of my comfort zone. Confirmed ER is not for me, but it is for some people. And for the people who were there and loved it, I was like, the world needs people like this. People like me were there. There will be a lot of issues, but that was outside of my comfort zone for sure. When I was in vet school, I worked like in the summer in an ER. And that's true. Like you never knew what was going in. And then one day when I was a new grad, I had to work an overnight shift because no one could do it. And I was like just on my knees praying that nothing would come in, <laughs> you know, other than like I could have done an abscess. Like I could have done an abscess or something. But um, I was like, please don't let anything really serious come in. And thank God it was a quiet night. That was like the only time. Yeah, because you get the random things coming in and it's just, it can be like a, a real mess if you're really organized. So Yeah, and luckily I was a student. So half the time I was just watching, but still. <laughs> yeah, watching. Yeah. Well, what about, you know, if you really want to get cat experience, although, you know, to feline practice, the people that bring in their cats are usually not the people that would have a cat that would got would gotten hit by a car. But I guess you would see like a cat in diabetic ketoacidosis, you see, you know, some of those cases and you learn how to treat those. But I guess it's easier just to do it in a general practice, right? Yeah. Okay. What's the uh, biggest lesson that you've ever learned? 
I think one big lesson I've learned is to like not burn bridges because you'll you never know like when you'll meet someone again in the future who knows who and things like that. And I didn't learn it from a bad experience. I think it's just the older I'm getting, the more I'm starting to realize like how many people know each other, like whether it's someone who knows my family, whether it's someone who knows people in the field. And then two, like I've just seen like how much it can be helpful when it's like, oh wait, I know someone. I might not have talked to them in like four years but I can still reach out to them. And I feel like some people, especially nowadays, get so aggressive and like, are like the cancel culture. I'm not talking. I'm just like, you just never know when you'll need something or someone down the line. And I think it's so important to like network and stuff. So I feel like that is something I have learned and I value and I cherish. And like, people always say like, you talk to everyone. And I'm like, you just never know. So you never know. Yeah. And and even in our profession, like if you're looking at small practitioners, there's only 65,000 in, in the United States, 65,000 low, like that is small and you will run into, and I've been in the business for a long time. I was just at VMX and you will run into people. That's true. I wish I listened to your, your advice, maybe a, like 20 years ago, um, <laughs> because I think I've burned some bridges. So when I was at VMX, there were some people I had to like, pretend like I was talking to someone and wait for them to go by. And um, every year there's more people that I'm turning my head and acting like I don't see them walk by. But you know what? I'm, I'm going to listen to you. I'm not burning any more bridges. No more bridges. Okay. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm just getting a note. We have to go to commercial break. So you guys keep listening and we'll be right back. <laughs> We'll be right back with more Vet Candy. Hey, this is Dr. Julio Alonso, and I'm here to tell you about my new show on Pet Candy TV. You can learn all about how to take the best care of your pets. Stream at My Pet Candy 24-7 on YouTube, iTunes, and most other video platforms. Next question. What is the one thing you cannot live without? It's so corny, but cats. I feel like now I always need a cat in my life. Like coming home to my personal cat is like an amazing thing because like I feel like they're happy to see you, but they're not like needy like a dog. Like if I'm having a bad day, it's nice to have something greet me, but not something that's like clinging to me. And then at the time, like even even if I just never worked in a cat clinic and I did GP, like just being able to see and work with cats, like I just... I don't know. I sound like a crazy cat lady, but I just think like I will always, there will always be a cat in my life in some capacity. So. And, and that's true. Like it's easy to win over a dog, right? You just get a milk bone and they love you most of the time. Right. But with a cat, you could feed a cat, you know, tuna, you can give it a goldfish or whatever. It doesn't mean it's going to like you. You can't buy their love. My cat is very particular about his love. I feel like I try really hard to buy his sometimes. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next question. What is your biggest guilty pleasure? They are these specific slushies from this specific gas station called Quick Trip. And it's one flavor. It's called a Rooster Booster. It says it's an energy drink. I don't think it is because it, it doesn't make me feel any different. But it's only that one particular slushie. And like, I have definitely cut back on how much I used to drink them. <laughs> the sugar content is probably not healthy, but that is like one thing. It can like make my day. Like if it's been a long time, I just will pull over. Like it is like my favorite thing. And the only bad thing is there's not quick trips everywhere. 
Like they're in Atlanta, but they're not in like all of the states. They're only in like a handful of states. So yeah, we don't have them up here in the Northeast. Yeah. So Rooster Booster, to me, it seems like that is like a lot of truck drivers are drinking that. Probably. It's like a red, it's not cherry. It's almost like if you could mix like cherry and Sprite, but it's not cherry. It's just like, a. It's but it's a red slushy. I don't know what flavor it is, but it is my favorite thing. <laughs> okay. I'm going to have to look that one up. Okay. And now are you ready for your last question? Yeah. Okay. If you were a superhero, what would be your superpower? I don't want to be basic and say communicate with animals. <laughs> I feel like any good person probably would say that. I think I would just like want to be able to read minds, whether it's a person or an animal. Like sometimes I just wonder what are people thinking, even when it's not going on with me. Like sometimes I just look across the room and I'm like, I wonder what they're thinking, you know, or like you see a dog walking and staring at its owner and it's like, what's going in that dog's mind? Like, I I think it would just be interesting (laughs) to know what people are thinking. So I think reading minds, I would do that. Yeah. The only problem is, you know, I always feel like, what if you couldn't turn it off and you just heard people thinking and you're like, people are thinking about random stuff and you can't turn it off. You would go crazy. That's true. Like, I would hope it would be like the type of thing where it's like only when I focus in, like I have the power to choose, not just like I just hear it. So you could turn it on and off. Okay, cool. Well, that's it. That's it for 21 questions. You did great. You did great. So if someone wanted to follow you and follow your journey on to being a cat vet, how can they learn more about Dr. Brittany Kilgore? I always say Instagram is best. So that meant BK, but I do have a YouTube and I do have a TikTok that I'm starting to get a little bit more and more active on. So I have all three of the big social media. So any of those. Okay. And what's your handle on those? So Instagram is that vet BK. YouTube is just my name, Brittany Kilgore. And the TikTok is just BK with an underscore under it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, I'll put those in the show notes below because it is complicated. Okay. That's good. When I think of BK, I think of Burger King. I know. That's what a lot of people in my childhood used to call me, like as a nickname. (laughs) Burger King? (laughs) (laughs) I do like my initials, so I'm like, hey. That's cool. Well, well, thank you for being on the show. I'm so excited that you were on the show. And for our listeners, um, check out the show notes below and you can learn how you can follow Dr. Brittany on her journey. Next week, we have somebody coming on from Australia, Dr. Melody. So thank you very much for listening and have a great day. Vet Candy. Vet Candy. Vet Candy. It's Vet Candy Radio.